Hey everybody, this is Ian. I'm the GM for the podcast as well as the audio editor for this episode. I just wanted to take a quick moment before we started to announce that as of this episode, we are switching to a once a week release schedule every Wednesday. We were doing the two times a week, mostly so we could burn through a very large backlog of episodes that we'd recorded. So we weren't having a lag time of like three months between recording and release. And now that we're caught up, we are switching to the planned for the foreseeable future single episode. Because as much as we would love to make two episodes a week for all of you, we all need to sleep. I keep trying not to, and it doesn't end well for really anyone involved. But anyway, we hope you continue to stay with us, even if we can only visit each other once a week now. And you can always check out our social media for more primary attribute content. You can get those links either on our website at primaryattribute.com or in the credits at the end of the show, so I don't make this little announcement any longer than it already is. And with that, we hope you enjoy the show and look forward to seeing you here next week as well. Welcome to Primary Attribute, we're a Castles and Crusades actual play RPG podcast. My name is Ian, I'm the GM, and I use they-them pronouns. Hey, my name is Adam. I play as Vons in this podcast. We both use he-him pronouns. Vons is a furry little fox folk alchemist guy. He's at level three now. We're both very excited about that. Let's go make some poison and stuff. I'm Erin. I play Erisine. Uh I use she or they pronouns, and Erisine uses she, her. Uh, Ericene's, uh, you know, just hanging out. Got, got a lot of, got a lot of, uh, shit to do on her to-do list. Gonna, gonna get at it. I'm Kelly. I play Wealthy Taylor, the halfling wizard. Um, and honestly, I can't remember what we were doing last week. (laughs) You moved. (laughs) That's right, I did move. And then you started your new job. Oh, that's that's right. Okay, now now I, I have a better idea. So, I'm having a rough first day. Yes, extremely accurate. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the Cobalt Illusionist mechanic, and we both use he/him pronouns. And uh, Grix right now is uh, he's kind of excited to be the boss, uh, but he's sad that his uh, friend Cog is missing. Alright, and now we go over to the recap, as done by Aaron. Not a ton happened last week. Erisine returned home to find her mother, Aramith, escorting a dwarven woman out who seems to have stayed there at her house. It was Elizabeth Baker, the head healer of all clinics. Then Erisine had a fight with her grandmother, in which a lot of a lot of things were said, uh, including Grandma saying that if Erisine gets a job, that's fine, but just don't embarrass her. Wealthy had to move today and uh, asked Grix if he wanted to move with her. And then they ended up finding a place at 
the Temple of Xandra, the goddess of hearth and home. And um, everyone's very excited for them. Vaughn's made potions and then tried to secure his den against the possibility of breaking bad. And then Grix and Wealthy went into work and discovered that Cog was missing. Uh, Grix was put in charge, and when they were going through Cog's desk, they found his calculations journal and found that the the magic running through the city is not as high as it should be. I was not super clear on what note to take on that, but that's ultimately what it was, is that there's something wrong with the magic running through the whole city. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I was re-listening to Ericene's grandma, and boy. (laughs) I'm sorry, buddy. You kind of nailed her. I don't know how to... I I hope I'm doing her justice. She was... Sure. Yeah, you didn't like her one bit, so, you know. (laughs) Yeah, she's awful. You don't like playing her. I needed there to be a scene where we saw what she's like, and that was it. I was going to say, if I accomplished that, then it was worth it, probably. (laughs) But yeah, all right. So, um, Wealthy and Grix, you've discovered that Cog has gone missing. You basically spent, you know, the first several hours of your day figuring out what the fuck is up with this journal. Yeah. I should do that. Rick's presumably got someone to cover whatever he was probably going to do that day. Yeah. Because I imagine that seemed important. And gave so, the instructions for what everyone else should be doing. Yeah. And so you've done that. I'm going to say that was probably just kind of your day at that point because you'd sent everyone else out already. So. Sorry, what do you mean Unless, by day? Like oh, that my was whole your day. work day. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like by the end of it, by the yeah. time you sorted out all cog shit and assigned people stuff, and it spent a few hours figuring out what yeah. these calculations meant between the two of you. So yeah, you strike me as the people who are most likely to have something to do right now. So, oh, what are you doing when that's you get out of not work? necessarily the case? That is not necessarily the case. You're reminding me of a thing that you might also be doing, but I want to There's figure out where the several hell Cricks uh, and Wealthy are going. There are several things that I need to do. All right, well. It's fine. You do yeah, you. First yeah, off, Cricks just... and Wealthy, what's you up to? Yeah. Uh, so Griggs is going to make a list of any locations from the journal. Okay, like, yeah. If power junctions, it mentions particularly bad ones, like ones worth visiting. Any any places where you know clues were possibly left, yeah, uh, right. and also especially the the latest places that Cog went. Yeah, so Cog didn't date any of these. Of course, he didn't. Um, at least not super thoroughly. Like, no, I actually, I know Cog's paperwork. Gonna say he probably dated his observations somewhat, but it's a little hard to tell. Like, I think like I think it takes a long time. You have to like reference the tables of his original calculations or his original measurements or whatever in the sure. back. But you kind of figure it out. It sounds like it looks like he's been doing this, working on this for like a month, okay, or longer. It's been a while, and unfortunately, he didn't leave. The reason you two had to puzzle it out is because he didn't really leave any notes about kind of what he was thinking. He just had all of the data in here and all of the number crunching. But like, sure, 
you had to be there to be able to tell Wealthy that that identity number designation meant it was a power junction. You know, right. they follow this format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't really outline his thoughts in it. But so, but you do manage because you know all of those designations and can also reference them. I imagine there's a big, huge reference book probably in the office you're in. You do find several power junctions. So basically, all of his measurements come from two main places. Basically, he took a bunch of measurements along various conduits, and he took a lot of measurements, and he took measurements at three different large power junctions Okay. in the area. So measured there, and then measured like along conduits as they left, and then probably presumably the junction itself and how much power it had. So yeah, you have several. So the ones he did check... Um, Ooh, I know what I'm going to do. This is hard to visualize, right? I'm, ha- yeah. I'm perhaps having a little bit of trouble, like, uh, like making this 3D, you know? Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast Silent Image and build a model of all the power junctions and, you know, light up which one's looking at and see if there's any patterns in that. Oh, bravo. Sweet. Yeah. That's hella cool. <clears throat> That's Rick's right. whole thing. 3D models. Yeah. yeah. So you... You know, you speak your magic words, you wave your hands, you... I think, Wealthy, you're probably impressed by how quickly this comes together. Yeah! Because this is fucking detailed. Greg clearly knows all of his shit shit. about the maintenance tunnels. Like, some of it's probably a little bit of guesswork, because you haven't personally been in all of them, but in terms of, like, where the cables are running, you know. Even if you don't know, like, what the hallway looks like. Right. So yeah, looking at the patterns, uh, there's a bunch of different ones... The junctions, it looks like all of these, basically all of the uh, conduits he was measuring go back to a group of three junctions. It looks like he was very, very thorough in measuring those conduits and measured like all of the ones that go off of it to, you know, okay, it forks here. What's the measurement on each point of the fork, etc. If I tune my model so that the, 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 the brightness of the color represents the, the readings... Are there any areas that are particularly dark or particularly bright in the in the model? Looks like all of these are... Uh, most of them are running roughly equal to each other. If you compare them to if you like mentally threw in a few of the standard non-measured conduits and they're at their expected levels, all the conduits that COG measured are uh, darker than those. Uh-huh. Um, there is one that he measured that is actually running pretty bright going off a power conduit that is like it's still not completely up but it's much better than all of the other ones and it's running directly off of a power junction and it's very close to it which may be part of it because it's only going one place okay well that looks like the spot to go then yeah uh make an intelligence check for me please to kind of know exactly where that is aha 13, it's a highlight stat. Wait, it's a primary attribute. Primary attribute. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, yeah, you make that check, and you actually know where this place is decently well, because you've been there before. Shit. Um, Yeah, uh, you know that power (laughs) junction. You've been in that room with that power junction. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Photios just has a power junction under his apartment. He dusts it every once in a while. They pay half his rent. It's great. Um, No. (laughs) Uh, this is the the, the big junction I... itself is the one next to uh, 
the one that you tried to have my have my little spat with that fella. Yeah, um, the one next to uh, presumably Nara's. At least she was standing there and giving orders. A distillery operation. She down. could just be that kind of lady, though. I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but people you were listening to her and weren't rolling brightest... their eyes. You said that that was the brightest junction. Um, okay. The brightest one of the measured of the ones that were specifically measured, and you're not running with assumed information. Like the the power junction itself, or like the power distribution unit thing itself, is at about the same level as the other two. But that particular conduit is brighter than all of the other conduits leading off of it and leading off of the other ones. At least, as measured. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to tell Wealthy. Yeah, hey, uh, hey, Wealthy. See this spot here? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the spot where we found Nara. Do you think we should go uh, uh, get the crew together and see if, uh, see if there's anything up with it? Maybe, maybe go sniffing around again. More, you know, smart this time. I think so, yes. All right. My dog well, is barking. Uh, yeah, yeah, dogs do that. No problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go send some rats. Okay. I'm going to still, I'm going to sit here and, and look over Cog's work. Um, I didn't know what it was pertaining to, and I want to, I want to see you know, um, exactly what we're looking at. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. All right. Yeah, I guess wealthy roll an intelligence check. In that case, I'll leave my model up while she's still working. Yeah. Just in case it okay. helps. Uh, that isn't... How long does silent image last? It lasts as long as I concentrate on it. Yeah, or something like that. It's a while. It can be, it can be, it, it doesn't have an end, according to the book. It's as that's long right. as I concentrate. 23, and it's a primary attribute, baby. Holy mackerel. All right, so you, as you're going through, you're like, yep, Cog's still right. And now that I know what these numbers pertain to. I'm sure that he's right. (laughs) Yeah, but you're sure that he's right, and you're sure that essentially when you were checking the calculations that you did, like, follow everything correctly, you made the right assumptions in a couple of places where it was, like, a little bit unclear, and you had to kind of, like, go with step A and step C to figure out what step B was in the middle and be like, oh, that was written over here for some reason. Cool. Thanks. Uh, well, he did pay me 50 silver pieces, so, you know. Yeah. No. Um, after you cunningly negotiated <laughs> him away from five gold. Oh, wait. Yes, it was. It was 50 silver. Sorry. <laughs> um, that was a great moment. That was, uh, <laughs> that was a great joke. I'm sorry. But, but um... <sighs> Even right. if even if back. Aaron thinks that I was underpaid. Oh, you were vastly underpaid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say it was the equivalent of getting paid like a few hundred bucks for a freelance job. It's not yeah. It's not amazing pay, but you're also getting the pay of a city maintenance worker who probably doesn't have a lot of money, relatively speaking. Also I imagine all pay sounds bad to Aerosene. Um, no, no, that well, was be Aaron hard talking. To do. No, it was truly no, no. Aaron talking. <laughs> I just like the idea that Aerosene just thinks anything. It's vulgar. Like every vulgar number stick she's money. ever heard is underpaid. Yeah, that's short people money. It's not vulgar to take money. Aerosene would love to take money. <laughs> Aerosene would love to be useful enough for someone to pay her to do something. You've gotten paid at least once to do something. 
she has gotten paid at least once to do something, and she is very proud of herself. Yeah. Baffled, but proud. <laughs> but right, Wealthy. So you figured out your calculations. You, uh, you know, double-checked everything that you'd already figured out. There's one thing you notice upon kind of looking it over again. You assumed that these were, like, handwriting mistakes that had been crossed out originally. But when you're looking at the information that, like, the actual recorded data that he then went and worked off of, you notice for the first, like, the entire first set of data, it looks like he wrote something down, crossed it out, and then replaced it with something else. Mm-hmm. And it's a little takes a little bit of squinting, but with that roll, you figure out that um, the numbers he crossed out are the same as the expected numbers, but he's writing them in an area that's clearly designated as, you know, measurements, like you know, measurements taken, date X Y Z. Okay. All right. And he has the and he has the table of expected measurements in a different place. Okay, why would he record? Why would he record? Okay, that's a good question. Yeah, that's measure twice, cut once. Or maybe he was measuring something and wasn't expecting to find anything out of the ordinary. He wrote down what he was, what he found, and then when he went back to check. He started finding that there were abnormal measurements and started keeping them in a more orderly fashion. That's possible. Yeah. But who knows? As an accountant, I can tell you that is totally how exactly it always happens when you find something weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like, this is a weird thing. I think I should look more into this. You download like four more like <laughs> data sets and everything gets progressively neater and neater and more specific and more calculating as you like dig down yeah. on what it is that went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you have to put it in there. Cause the more complicated it gets, the more order you have to put it into in order to think about it. Yeah. 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 But all right. Um, so you have solved that mystery. Mm -hmm. uh, Grix, you were sending out rats. Yeah. Um, who are you? Yeah. Send who are you writing out? I'm uh, writing out to Ericene and uh, and uh, Vons. And uh, I'm going to... I'm not going to send a rat, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop by uh, Inspector Pearl's office and, uh, and just let her know that we think we may have found something. We want to go check it out. Okay. We will cut to that in a moment then. Uh, okay. Wealthy, was there anything else you wanted to do kind of in this office with this pile of numbers? No. Now that I've made this observation about possibly, you know, this not being something, this being something he stumbled upon and went back and measured again and again, I think um, I'm going to go over the calculations with a fine tooth comb. Okay. And compare them to what I see on Grix's 3D model. Okay. This is like the quadruple check. Mm -hmm. Given the information that's actually entered into the calculations, everything checks out. Like, all of the numbers make sense. Everything lines up with Grix's model. Yeah. It's weird it wasn't throwing off the calculations. It looks like 
from going over it with fine-tuned comb, you pretty definitively determine that whatever caused him to cross out the one set of numbers and replace them with the other, he didn't use that first set of numbers. And then the rest of the entries don't, like the other dates and their measurements don't have that kind of, you know, first set crossed out, second set okay. thing going on. Yeah. That's probably all you're going to get out of that book for now. <laughs> okay. That's the thing about math. <laughs> Only gets you so far. Yeah, and kind of, for very obvious purposes, it kind of goes the same way every time you read through it. So I'm going to suggest we all meet in uh, a couple of hours in a central location. It's the middle of the day, we're working. Uh, maybe Molly Otten's. Okay. Ottencore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. But that's the afternoon. Aristine, what's she doing with your morning? Um, I got up, you know, pretty early. Uh, I put on my disguise again, and I went to... Is it your Devon disguise, or is it a different disguise? No, no, it's it's not my Devon disguise. I, this is the one where I just, I want to look as much not like myself as possible. Because I'm going to try to gotcha. do the thing again that I tried to do yesterday that didn't work. Because the yep, person that I it. wanted right. to be there was not there. So that's what I'm doing for at least the morning. And then in the afternoon, I'm going to get cleaned up. If I don't see the person that I'm looking for, I'm going to get cleaned up and go wherever it is that I can't remember the name of the bar now, but the place that the alley rats. Uh, Yes. Richard Stanton. I should know this. Yeah, place. it's Stanton's place. It's Stanton, another person who works for him. I know it's the Alley Rats. I always forget the name of the bar. Because it's been a hot minute. There we go. The Oakley on Ferry Street. The Oakley on Ferry Street. So that's where she's going to go in the afternoon. Okay. Looking like yourself? Looking like myself. And looking okay. like the like afternoon happy, breezy girl version of myself. Okay, yeah. But I want to make it clear that if the thing, if I can do the thing in the morning that I want to do, I want to do that. Gotcha. Okay, so have an if-then going on? Yes, exactly. Alright. I'm going to use this die roller to see if something's happened. Sorry for not satisfying dice roll. Neat. Alright. Okay. Um, so we will get back to that real quick in a minute. Uh, Vons, what are you doing on your Monday? Uh, have I received the rat in the, in the rat post or whatever? I'm assuming you're getting the rat like 3, 3 p.m. or so. So, no. Oh, what time is it now? It's, it's morning. When do you wake up? Oh, I'm a fox, so... Night? <laughs> I don't really know. I think foxes are mostly diurnal. I don't know, but at any rate... Yeah, okay, so you're a fox, you're just kind of up whatever, I imagine. Yeah. I also imagine everyone's uh, skating rhythms in this rock are pretty fucked up, so... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, if circadian rhythm, is, you can call it at all. 
They do dim the lights. Yeah, and those who have natural light are experiencing a rotation in a couple of directions. Yeah, but anyway, so what do you do with your morning? I'm assuming you're making potions, but maybe you don't. Uh, maybe you well, go let's see. lift Did... weights or something. <laughs> um, maybe go for a run, but I, I don't know about lifting weights. Um, let's see here. So... Is this my first night after the uh, the slumber party? This is the second. Second night after the slumber party, okay. Yeah, slumber party was Friday night, Saturday night. Happened. And then, so you're waking up on Monday, which would be the end of the second sleep after your lockdown experience. Cool. So whatever potions I had brewing over the last night... Uh, yeah. Making more cure light wounds and such. I should also clarify that mechanically, when I'm talking about your potions, mm-hmm. we're treating it like a wizard or cleric preparing spells. You don't need to worry about being in the same place for like 24 hours. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, well, I imagine it takes them a minute to brew. Oh, it's for like sure. A, uh, it's but like a thing. I imagine you have a lot. Of, you've learned how to leave things running on their own. Sure. Too. So. Yeah. Just saying, just because you're an alchemist, you don't have to be like, I can go on no adventures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm assuming that I can only brew potions if I'm home at night. Uh, primarily, yes, or home in the morning. Sure. Like, you know, yeah. So anyway, you brew well, some in any potions. case, yes, I'm definitely adding some potions to my inventory. Alrighty. Uh, do you still have that one I told you to... Mark with an asterisk, mark with an asterisk, or a highlight, or whatever. I am looking it up now. Oh, there it is. Uh, small explosives. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Anyway. Uh, so do I mark all... Was I supposed to mark all of my small explosives with an asterisk, or just one No, just the one. Of that? Okay. Just the one file. Also, did I ever give you any stats on the small explosives? Because I don't think that's a spell that's on your list, but you probably asked me and I said yes. Um, All right, cool. Make it to myself to actually give that a stat. Yes, uh, that that was just a thing that I was able to choose from. Um, Really concerned with Vaughn's keeping all of his fingers. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do they call them fingers? They're like half paw, half hand kind of things. Kind of, yeah. No. Yes. I said no last time, and I will die on this hill. I hate that phrase so much. Oh, sorry. <laughs> also, I think his for him and Green and all the other Fox folk to be interacting with standard equipment the way they do, they're probably handsier hands than that would super imply. Yeah, sure. For example, they have thumbs uh, and the yes. full set of joints. <laughs> they have thumbs and enough joints at least to like manipulate bottles and whatever. Is there a different term for raccoon hands? Terrifying. Yeah. Uncanny. <laughs> no, adorable. But that is, that is close to what I'm imagining. <laughs> Clever. Because they still have, like, the the little pads on them. Yeah. yeah. And the little nails. They look like Robin Hood's hands. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, like, sure. I watched on Disney Plus the, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and my god, that movie is awful. Oh, is it? Oh, it's <laughs> awful. It's 
It's just... They also basically, like, redraw a bunch of the animation cells from Aristocats and... I was gonna say, it reuses a lot of frames. Oh, yeah. For, a lot oh, of yeah. frames, if I remember right. Um, it's, yeah. it's just not... It's not good. The songs are awful. It, it, it is not the movie I remember from when I was a child. But for the audience... <laughs> But the Don't fox worry about is still it. as hot as we all remember, right? Oh, oh yeah. Robin Hood is Robin still, Hood is still hot. Maid, Maid Marian, even hotter. I'm sorry, Maid Marian. Oh, and the way they keep oh, the way lovely. they keep going in on her eyes, you're just sitting there going, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sweet. <laughs> Let's all dwell on <laughs> that for, for a moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steamy fox goodness. Um, yeah, I, I guess the technical term is just pause for uh, yeah, for for raccoon hands. Yeah, in, mm. in fox folk language, they're probably just pause for yeah um, languages from other humanoids. They probably call them hands. Essentially interchangeable. Right. But and, yeah. Yeah. They're just sort More of a, than... a yeah a, a lengthy digited paw with yeah you know, it's got the pads the nails the fur well claws sure the the grip is uh, not quite like a human grip but it's enough to like really hold on to stuff and whatever. yeah has the and he's yeah the Vons has a decent dexterity score so not too worried about yeah. that anyway. Yes. Yeah. So, so you make some potions yeah. with your Fawns is making some potions, and I I could research exactly which potions, but that sounds boring. So yeah, don't worry uh, about it. Do you go sell yeah. stuff? Do you write more notes? Which I found really charming last <laughs> time. That might actually have technically happened today, but whatever. Yeah, actually, uh, no, the... it happened yesterday. Um, but exactly. Yeah, yeah. Vaughn's woke up. He wrote some notes. Felt concerned about the the goings on, the the breaking of the bads, right, and, and the yeah. general state of the... did his fucking doomsday prepper security shit. Yeah, yeah. Vaughn's is feeling a little bit. Uh... You know how when you're paranoid, um, that little <laughs> bit of panic it feels better at first. Because, you know, uh, you dehydrate your, your strawberries or whatever for, like, a few days. And you get you, you get your potable water packaged in jars. And you, you feel, like, a little bit more secure for, like, a minute. But that doesn't hold on for very yeah. long. And then in no time, you're, like, squirrely and getting anxious again. So Chasing that security dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Which is impossible to catch. So Vons. So what do you do with that energy? Yeah, Vons. Vons can't can't take all of that uh, that pent up. uh, What is it? It's it's not really just anxiety, is it? This is. It's not a freezing kind of thing. Vons has to get out and do something with it. So he's going to. I imagine nervous energy. Yeah, nervous energy, very much that, very much that. He's he's got to go somewhere with this, and he's a fox, and you've heard how hyper he gets. He's got to get out of this this den for a little bit, um, so he's going to get out, probably look around the wooded area that he lives in, see if he can find any tasty bugs, maybe for a second or two. I think what what 
I think his source of comfort might actually be going to visit Green if she's available. But he hasn't uh, gotten a rat back from her yet or anything. Of course, the rats probably haven't been sent back <laughs> out yet. So, yeah, he's he's wondering why he hasn't heard back, even though there's no logical reason why he should have by now. Well, it hasn't heard of coming on too strong, has he? <laughs> no. Or codependency. <laughs> 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 well, Alarmingly gosh, I hope we're not up to codependency yet. Uh, <laughs> Mon seems to be driving real hard in that direction, and it's vaguely alarming. <laughs> codependency is like a fourth date thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on from that horrifying vision of the future. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, do you so, actually yeah. try to track down Green, or do you do something? No, he's just musing bad. over it. Um, okay. He's he's feeling vaguely like uh, just concerned and insecure. The thought about what could be happening with the um, this this potential power struggle is uh, is weighing on him. Yeah. And he doesn't know what to do about it because he's just a, a little fox in a in a great big community, and he's not close to the community, so. He's he's glad he has his uh, his little prepper thing going on there, I guess. But so, what are you doing since you're not doing your prepper thing? Well, the the next thing most preppers do is go out and buy armaments, right? Is, is that about accurate? I'll buy that argument. Yeah, <laughs> makes yes. At least in the United States, yes. <laughs> Some, oh. For many preppers, it seems to happen before things like food and water and shelter. <laughs> food and water and shelter suddenly become the reason to get the armaments. Um, <laughs> Retroactive justification. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I think uh, so Vons has a, a bit of money, and I, I think he might be in the market for some kind of a... Uh, Let's see. He's he's got a crossbow. He's got darts. Mm-hmm. Uh but what about one of those um little uh canister launchers? Yeah, so you need to find someone who sells one of those. You've heard of them. But you know, maybe even seen one or two, but they aren't exactly a common item. Or not in a world where many people use them. But you can definitely find someone who makes them. Uh-huh. So does Vons know where to start with that search? There's a couple places you could start. You can go to um, the market halls and just ask around. That's where, if you need to go one place to try to buy everything, that's the place to do it. Alternately, if you can track down Clive, he probably knows where you could buy one or could procure one for you and then sell it to you. Those are probably your two best options. You'd basically either be go to the market halls, find your weapons dealers, be like, hey, I'm looking for this thing. You live in a small enough city, they probably all know each other enough to the point where, you know, if they don't have something that someone else they know specializes in, they will send you to the other person and vice versa. Or asking around other alchemists or alchemist shops is a good way to find that out too. Does Bjartel sell grenade launchers? <laughs> They do not. <laughs> Sorry, drug grenade launchers? Drug deploying grenade launchers? Excuse me. 
<laughs> I I doubt it. Um, who knows though? Let's hope not, because we don't want just anybody <laughs> it could be in the wandering section. around with a. <laughs> Yeah, what what holidays are we close to right now on the floating rock? <sighs> Not the one that involves launching explosives. Oh, okay. More like Valentine's Day or something. I actually imagine Halloween. you don't do a lot of launching explosives. <laughs> it is some variation of autumn. Okay. <laughs> it is fantasy anyway. autumn. Neat. So, yeah, I'm going to start... Uh, I think I'm going to start my way down the... Uh, whatever hall, whatever arcade or market happens yeah. to have those kinds of vendors. And I'll just start looking. What 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 do we see in the marketplace? Uh, you see a bit of everything. So the market halls are what divinity is to faith. The market halls are to trade. As in, there's a shit ton of like individual standalone shops instead of temples in this case crowded together it's like if you crossed a farmer's market with a mall so like each thing has their own actual storefront but some of them are no bigger than a small booth basically i see so it's more brick and mortar than tents but they're still pretty yeah, small it's pretty, i'm gonna say there's tents are a waste of cloth in a place with all this stone and enough time um because it's much harder for you to get cloth and it is to just yeah. hit stone until it goes away uh, <laughs> So yeah, basically yes though. Um so some people have like full on kind of more standard sized shops with multiple people staffing them. Some people it's basically just a you know, stone counter with like a door that a set of doors that could be swung shut and locked. Much like Divinity, however, almost all of these you can see usually pretty tucked away in the back. There's usually a door leading to um, some stairs going up. A lot of people who work out of the market halls also just live above their shops because there was no reason to not put an apartment there. Um, and this is about like three or four stories of, you know, standard eight to 10 foot ceiling high hallways of these shops. So yeah, make a... Don't say wisdom. Don't say wisdom. But I want to... Um, I know you wanna, you monster. I'll let you do intelligence <laughs> to try to find where you're going, what you're doing. Well, that is a prime attribute, so thank you. It is. Uh, but I still got a seven on the die. Uh, uh, sorry, you can only find places that solve glaive, glaive quiz arms and nothing else. Ah, no. Um, okay, so but for I seven, a you are bulge. <laughs> well that's that's so that's seven plus the three plus the one on a prime step so that's 11 so 11 on uh yeah oh that's not bad yeah discount driders arms and armor i guess we'll wait for another day oh <laughs> yeah okay you find a weapon shop it is staffed by well it appears to be owned by a goblin woman with a truly impressive array of ear piercings hmm. like I'm not sure how much ear is left, but it looks very cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's a weapon shop. It appears to... It has a very wide selection, if not very many instances of each type, unless she has a big storeroom in the back or something. It's kind of like going to a very crowded booth. But just, you know, every wall space and counter space is taken up with weapons. Uh-huh. 
Okay. So do I see what I'm looking for? Um, you look around and you don't think you see it. I think when you've seen these before, they've taken a couple of different forms. So you're not positive, but based on the ones you've seen and what you're seeing, there's nothing that quite matches what you're thinking of. Okay. So do I have her attention? Yeah. All right. You know, she's she's not interrupting your rousing or anything. Oh, I see. She's not doing the uh, may I help you move. No. Nah. Like, like, she's clearly very available. She's paying attention, but she's also trying to not, like, stare you down. Right. Right. Trying not to look like she's eyeballing the fox in the corner. Um, <laughs> Being aggressive toward customers at weapon shops is a choice you could make. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Vaughn's is going to just wave, say hi. Hi. I, uh, I, I've, got, I've got these things, and I would like to send them in directions around 20 to 30 feet away from me sometimes do you have a thing that does that well that's highly specific but okay the fine thing oh uh well uh and uh vons is just going to reach into his um into his uh collection of glass vials and whatnot he's actually going to pull out uh one of his healing concoctions and uh, just say, yeah, I'd like to be able to to get this about 20 to 30 feet away from me real fast. Hmm. Can't throw that hard. Do you care about recovering the vial afterwards? Not terribly. All right. Well, there's a couple things we can do. Um, it would take a heavier crossbow, but you can use one of those with some specially modified bolts. Or... I. I think we have one of those canister launchers around here somewhere, if that's what you're looking for, although those are often designed for slightly larger payloads. But you could just rebottle it. Wouldn't be too hard. I like both of these ideas. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. She kind of goes from behind the counter, um, goes into the back corner. You know those uh, sliding ladders they have in old libraries? Oh, neat. It's that, but for a weapons rack. <laughs> Sure. That's a few of those slides them around. Yeah, and you find... Um, okay, so she shows you a few things. The and She actually, I think, grabs one more thing to show you as well. So for the crossbow and the bolts, you would need to be using a heavy crossbow for that to work. That will run you 50 GP, because they're kind of big and complex, and... There's not a lot of wood around here, <laughs> so it comes at a bit of a premium. So that would just be the bolt method. And then there are two different things that she shows you for... Um, th- there's the big canister launcher thing, which is 100 GP. And then she also shows you a different, more complicated thing that... The way she explains it is it's a little complicated for her to show you. She actually like goes and grabs some water to demonstrate it, but basically it's a thing where you preload these little like you have to do this ahead of time, but you take these like heavily waxed 
or um, oiled, like wax cloth or oiled leather, like bulbs that have a end that like you twist off a knot. This is designed to let you basically untie that, put the open end at one end of a, a tube that kind of reminds you of a blowpipe. And then it uses a mechanism very similar to the crossbows to slam a uh, like a plate down on the bulb, thereby ejecting the contents of the bulb at high speed through the tube and then out in front of it. <laughs> so this is a squirt gun. It is. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Um, which works great for liquid payloads. Probably not the best idea to use with glue unless I only want to use it once. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I know some gnomes. Uh, I've lost the voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know some gnomes who uh, use this stuff for like some sort of fire potion thing. They put in the bulbs, but uh, the canister launcher, I think, is a little more flexible, but never really used one much myself. Hmm. Well, I gotta say, I like that canister launcher, but what do you want for the, uh, the squirter? Um, that would also be 100 GP. Well, that's interesting. I um, definitely prefer the canister launcher. It's a specialized device. Sure, and I could I could see why it would come in handy. Don't get me wrong, but I think the canister launcher meets my purposes a little bit better. Alrighty. And it would definitely be most of my funds, but I believe I can do a hundred GP. But uh, uh, hmm, what what stat would I use for bargaining? That would be charisma. Well, we're fucked there. <laughs> I kind of figured. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, hmm. Well, let's assume I'm not uh, losing a lot of money in the near future. Yeah. All right. So you cash out for the base 100 GP? Yep. I'm going to get that 100 GP. And do I need specialized canisters for this thing? Um, If you ask... She does say that it wouldn't be a bad idea. You can get canisters, basically jars that are designed to um, shatter much more easily. Basically, they have a, like the part where you seal it is specially designed to have like a very large kind of piece of cork or wax or whatever that cushions it from getting hit too hard by the mechanism. But then the uh, the bulb of it is designed to shatter pretty easily. So you don't have to worry about like, Hitting a rock next to someone, it will break if you just hit someone with it. Whereas with a standard vial, you're going to be rolling. There's going to be a small, a small but significant chance of just the thing doesn't break or like it bounces off them and then breaks on the floor next to them where it doesn't do anything. Sure, but it will launch just a standard vial of whatever. Yes. And I imagine that... Uh, those specialized uh, ones will also be a hair more accurate, just because they fit the barrel exactly. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll get a case of those specialized jars along with this as well. Okay, um, those specialized jars, you can get ten of them for uh, two gold. Well, that sounds fine. It is rare oh. that I'll go for through more than that anyway, so... 
Yeah. I will All right. mark the subtraction on my sheet. Cool. And then do you head on home? Do you go buy other stuff? Ah. Uh, Unless you're not done at the weapon store. I I suspect I'm good at the weapon store. The uh, okay. the crossbow does sound like a, a good idea at some point. Right now I've got a light crossbow and I can just like... You said that there was a way that I could uh, dip the bolts or something of that nature with yeah. poisons Yeah, if, if you stuff. have something where you can apply it to a weapon, you can definitely do that. Um, to launch the actual vials to hit somebody, that would be... That would require a heavy crossbow to have enough force. Right, right, so... And then the extra cost of bolts. But your canister launcher will also do that. Can't wait to heal somebody at 30 feet. That'll be great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I say that might not always work? <laughs> ah! Oh, man, that hurt! <laughs> Cricks open wide. <laughs> yeah. Just swallow the glass. It's fine. It'll heal you! <laughs> well... Hey, minus one or two HP is certainly better than minus what Grix lost last time. Yeah, that's fair. Probably three <laughs> HP. One HP means a lot in this game. Yeah. Grix didn't end up bleeding out. Mm, he got no. as low as you can get before you start bleeding out, but he didn't bleed <laughs> out. Yeah, so I guess uh, Vons is just is suddenly concerned about more efficient methods of distributing health while passed out. <laughs> I think we have Wealthy to, to thank for that situation with the cephalopods. Mostly because halflings don't get are, are um, protected against getting scared, so I was able yeah. to keep a cool head. Relatively speaking, at least. Yeah. If it had been Kelly... <laughs> yeah. All would have been lost. About the time it fell on my head, I'd be freaking out. Yeah. Should I record bonus to hit? And um, yeah, I treat it as this. treat it the same as your light crossbow in terms of attack and stuff. Just um, also note somewhere that there's a fumble chance. Uh-huh. Essentially. Well, there is and a notes will, field on here. Yeah, I will make a note to myself to fully stat that thing out. Because yeah, right. that's a. Uh, it's a specialized thing that's fairly cutting edge, all things considered. And being wielded by somebody who's apparently a loudmouthed klutz. So. Yeah, and it's also just one of those things where it's like a potato cannon. <laughs> you're, you're just probably going to fuck it up at some point, and that's just kind of how it goes. Like, you're working with kind of a shaky, like, this should work most of the time setup. At least there's no combustion involved. Or is it? No, it's not combustible. Not unless you get really unlucky. It's pneumatic, right? It's not. I'm assuming that this thing's entirely. It's mechanical force. Yeah, yeah. it's mechanical force. force. Yeah, it's like spring-loaded. Yeah. All right. Well, that's kind of using the same bending as like a bow, like a crossbow, something like that. Mm. Sure. But yeah, so you succeed at that. Anything else you wanted to do before the afternoon? Um. Does Vaughn's have any knowledge of where his friends are at right now? Because he's got a brand new shiny thing. You don't actually know where Erisene lives, I don't think. You do know that she talks about a place called the Nipper all the time, and is probably there. Like has mentioned to several people in your presence that if you need to find her, that is where she usually is. Uh, there great. is. Uh, you know, Grix is probably at work, but you also know that you can usually find... you've. 
you know about Ottenkor and know that Grix is something of a fan. Wealthy, I don't think you have any good idea beyond, like, the university, I guess, maybe? Question mark? <laughs> right. I kn- do I... Vaughn's is aware that she got a new job by now, right? That was public information? Yeah, it would have come up, I think. Yeah. She was talking about it at the party that you were also at, so... Yeah, right. so... I'm just making sure that I'm not being that not paying attention yeah. to your friends, yeah. then you probably know that. <laughs> right, so... Well... You're good there. Um, Vaughn's although, was a little absorbed at a particular vixen's fur. And, and to be fair... Wealthy was ignorable. I mean, you know, just just out of sheer secondhand embarrassment. <sighs> don't pay any attention to Wealthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wealthy had those crushing, like, I'm gonna hide in the bathroom moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. Do you want to go try to find any of them? Uh, yeah, Vaughn's is excited about his shiny new thing. This sounds like a very mammalian behavior. Just like, hey guys, look at this. Okay, who are you trying to find? Um... I like the idea that Vaughn's is probably well. Okay, so uh, yeah, probably in the uh, in the direction of of wealthy and whatever. Since Vaughn's has no idea where to find, well, Grix would usually be at the coffee shop, but today mm-hmm. is a Sunday. Yeah. Grix, he, he today is a, today is a Monday. No, today is oh, a today's Monday. a Monday, and uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, Vaughn's doesn't know. But Grix where and Grix wealthy are both at work. It's kind of where you know to find Grix in downtime. Definitely gone ahead to where he knows um, Ericene's going to be. Okay, you go to the Nipper. And it is still daytime, right? You said before 3 p.m.? Okay. Yeah, it's like noon or something. Um, Don't think Ericene's actually at the Nipper. Oh, no. Ericene is not there. No. Yeah. Ah, uh, Ericene wasn't planning to go to the Nipper today. Um, Oh, Tilia and Jasper would definitely uh, be at the Nipper anyway. We'll see. Uh, Adam, roll a d6. So, no, fair enough. I'm get. just saying, like... <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not unlikely they would be there. I got a two. All right. Uh, the only one you find there is Jasper. <laughs> hey, Jasper! Jasper! <laughs> uh, Jasper! Hey. Hi. Look at this <laughs> thing I got! <laughs> Fonz is very excited about this thing he's got. You ha- you have to picture the the glee that a dog experiences when yeah. they now own the toy that they found in the yard. <laughs> yeah, I think Jasper is one of those people that kind of always looks tired, uh, but he still kind of leans in. Is like, so what's that? I mean, it it's a thing. shoots stuff. <laughs> Okay. What I can make goo go real far now. Vaughn hasn't even tried it out yet. Uh, Didn't even ask if they had a firing range. He probably should what? have. Uh, what kind of goo? Just goo. Goo goo in jars. And why do you want to launch that? Because <laughs> it makes and, the goo go far. Um, what if, what if I want a wall to be real like, sticky? That's fair. <laughs> and so keep in mind that I don't think Jasper knows what you do. And some people try to talk doesn't about want it to tell Jasper what he yeah, does. So <laughs> I have this thing that shoots goo. What goo? Shut up. Go away. <laughs> Stop <laughs> horning in on my life. <laughs> 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 
No, that is that is the mood. That is exactly. Yeah. Yep, that is exactly how Vaunt is going to be. <laughs> uh, well, did you just get it? Have you tried it yet? I have not tried it yet. Uh, but but uh, the 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 lady I got it from, I, I'm everybody knows her. It, it's fine. Uh, I'm sure, she's got a reputation writing on quality goods anyway. Uh, like look, look at this handle and this. It's got a trigger and a spring, <laughs> and he's just like springing the spring arbitrarily. <laughs> Yeah, it probably has a spring. I haven't strictly decided how they work yet, but I imagine someone's <laughs> figured out a spring. Um, or at least the rough equivalent. Yeah, Vaughn's in his excitement bought this thing without having any idea how it works exactly, so... Yeah, uh, you show off your new toy. Um, did you actually want to test it anywhere? Uh, yeah, Vaughn's is going to uh, invite Jasper. Hey, Jasper, let's let's go to the alley and see if we can, uh, see, see if we can launch something with it. <laughs> Uh, all <laughs> right, has sure. no idea who you are. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> beyond some guy he met, it's just hilarious. I'm sorry, it's hilarious. Sometimes you meet an acquaintance and they decide to be their particular brand of extra at you that day, and you just kind of roll with it. <laughs> uh huh. Um, okay, congratulations. Welcome to the nearest alleyway. Uh, yeah, it's the cut between like. It's kind of this four-way intersection behind the nipper and a couple other places, mostly for getting goods in and out of the back and or garbage. So I'm certain that Vons is going to be able to find like an empty bottle or two in the garbage. One that yeah. will probably fit into the spring-loady chamber of this doodad. You successfully raid the recycling. Hooray. Now Vons just needs to find something to cram into this bottle. And maybe a stick to get it in there real good. <laughs> Why? Does it feel like a liquid be, in it? He's not going to be particularly scientific about this. It could be a liquid. It could just be like somebody's dumped out nachos. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, you find someone's like half-eaten sandwich they had to throw away, and you just jam it in there, and it's super weird, and I don't like it, but there we are. <laughs> Use the stick to kind of cram it down there real good, but to get it in the uh, launcher. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Now Vaughn's needs something to shoot at. Um, oh, good. There's got to be like a box, maybe like there's, a. There's some kind of large bins that are basically dumpsters. You cool. Can hit one of those. Is there like a, a spare cantaloupe or something like that lying around? Ideally, something circular that is going to make additional mess. Uh, if it was squishy in some degree, that would be even better. Um, higher low. Uh, low. Uh, nope, sorry. Dang. Nothing about particular right. squish. No watermelons? I don't suppose... Nope. I don't suppose Jaspar wants to be shot by, um, discarded sandwich. <sighs> I'm okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just have to, like, splat this on the wall then. So, uh... Oh, is there anything that Vons can, like, draw a circle on the wall with? It's like a rock or something i don't know why they don't already have targets painted on the walls back here if you ask about it jasper has some chalk and gets you a a target oh cool 
Uh, Vons is going to like get overly excited and pull the trigger in the direction of the circle before Jaspar has completely finished drawing. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, okay, guess Jaspar makes a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> okay, uh, Jaspar, for all of his gangliness, is actually pretty fast and may have also kind of expected this. <laughs> and I think probably hears a little yip or something and just, you know, sees the, the barrel and just jumps back <laughs> as this uh, fucking bottle of sandwich shoots at the wall. And I need you to roll um, a d20 as if you were shooting a crossbow and also a d10. Okay. Ooh, the d20 gets a five on the on the die. I don't know what that means for the for the roll. Let me find my d10. The D10 gets a three. Okay. I'm not sure that my dice are any better than they were the last time. So I don't remember your exact adds. I think your base to hit is like one, maybe two, and your dexterity is like a plus one or two. Either way, you don't quite get it high enough, so you go wide of the target. Oh yeah, my dexterity is a plus one that is a prime attribute. Okay, so yeah, with those, they basically get a total of like seven or eight, depending on your base to hit, which I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and yeah, you go wide of the target, luckily for Jasper, oh, in the opposite direction of Jasper. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then, then, uh, what? Seven? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> so what long as it's anyway, not it's hurting Jasper, because as no. excited as Vaughn's is, he'd be like, he'd be doing the like, please don't cry. Please don't cry. Please don't <gasps> cry thing. <laughs> <laughs> when you hit someone with it. Uh, no, but you're safe. Uh, you're trigger safety your trigger discipline lapse uh doesn't hurt anybody so you miss the target but you do shatter a bottle against the wall of an alley you know three feet to the right of where you're aiming and that is one fucked up sandwich (laughs) 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 kind of sticks to the wall for a second kind of slides down and then falls off and congratulations, there's now a sandwich that both contains and is surrounded by shattered glass. Hmm. Crunchy. On the ground of an alleyway. You have to be a much smaller animal than Vaughn's to appreciate that. To work around the glass. Yeah. Yeah. Ants. Yeah. Ants are going to love that shit. Probably mice, too. I don't know about rats. That's probably about where the delta is. <laughs> um, I think you hear... An alarm to yell from inside. Jasper's like, Shit, oh, we run. should probably leave. <laughs> yeah, you run. <laughs> and you book it, and you succeed at running away. And yeah, uh, tested your weapon. It works. I don't need a refund. That's You've good. Run from the cops with a friend of a friend. <laughs> well, not from the cops. Do, do I now get a relationship chef. bonus with Jasper? Uh, yeah you get a plus one you unlock the start of the social link and (laughs) (laughs) meet a new persona all right cool (laughs) so that's kind of your afternoon (laughs) hey that's a heck of an afternoon yeah that was a a very cool day (laughs) so cutting back to erisene real quick uh yeah so since my person that I'm waiting for didn't come by. I will go home and become Aracene again and go to 
talk to Richard Stanton at the Oakley. All right. You're just meeting him there? I have not said that I would meet him there. I'm just going to okay. show up. Gotcha. All right. Looking very Aerosene and very unarmed. Yeah. Looking very unarmed. I, ha- I will say <sighs> I have one dagger or I have one dirk hidden uh, under my dress. Okay. And that's it. That's that's all of that's the extent of my being armed. Uh, is that Dirk poisoned? It is not poisoned. Okay, cool. You go and you head on down to the Oakley on Ferry Street. So yeah, this is down in the Warrens. Ferry Street is F E R R Y Street. It's called that because, at least as legend has it, um, it has a number of like kind of large wooden plank signs for its various businesses. And the legend is that, you know, when everyone was fleeing here, someone actually, like, tore apart the ferry that they'd taken across the last river between wherever they were going from and here and dragged the pieces in. And that's what these uh, boards are. So, yeah. The Oakley itself is, it's a nice looking place for the Warrens, especially. Um, Looks like it has two stories, has some kind of big round windows cut up on the second story. You also note that, um, so a lot of things in the warrants have doors on the second floor that don't necessarily go to anywhere and are blocked off from the inside at this point because they regraded downward at one point to expand. But it looks like they actually went and bothered to uh, basically build like a little promenade balcony thing at where that door used to go out. Like they carved underneath where it was its original like street space in front of it. And there's actually a few people like hanging out at tables up there and are just, you know, leaning against the rail, watching people go by. It also has a giant, solid looking oak door with some iron banding that is uh, currently like sitting open with, you know, big stone doorstop. And inside you can hear, you know, people talking, laughing, drinking. It's actually pretty lively for early afternoon. It's not. The wasted worm, but it's it's crowded, and um, I don't think I you've will... ever been here before. So I don't think I've ever been here before either. I will just go up to uh, the bar and say, uh, "Hi, I'm Aracene. Um, Richard Stanton told me to meet him here, and I'm not trying to be quiet at all." Okay, Aaron, roll a d6 for me. Uh, it's a six. <laughs> Sorry. So this bartender turns to face you and looks like she has seen death itself. Oh. Okay. Noriko apparently found another job. <laughs> wow. Uh, hi. Hi. Um hi. so yeah, like is is Richard Stanton available? Probably. Um, oh, Great. Uh, back room kind of points you. There's a couple of doors in the back, like, but one of them. Could you just, like, show me over there? I just, I don't want to. He's a very important man and everything, you know. <laughs> sure. Uh, she comes out from behind the bar, kind of gestures at you to come on. Yeah, you head on to, or I guess it's not really a back room. It's like a back Actually, it's up on the second floor. Um, so 
takes you to a staircase that this place has like a second floor kind of around the edges balcony, except there's no edge on the front because that just kind of is a narrow walkway to the one that goes outside. But she takes you up to there's a big like there's a big seating area up there. Not really strictly with like tables, at least not this part of it. You see that Stanton is who you presume is Stanton, because otherwise this is some gaudy ass shit for just some random person to be doing. Uh, it's not quite a throne. It is a large and elevated chair that makes it so he can see out and kind of down <laughs> over kind the of throny to, me. to everything else. Yeah, it's extremely throny. And it's amazing stonework. Like this would give the uh like the level of detail and skill in the molding at your grandparents' place run for its money. Ooh. Sure. Like this is sure. nice. As we like as we're approaching, but before we actually, as we're approaching, but before we actually get into, uh, like, earshot, I'm just gonna say to her, I'm glad to, s- like, quietly, I'm just gonna be like, I'm glad to see you landed on your feet. Thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. do, do you mind if I don't go upstairs with you? Um, no, that's fine. Or rather, can I go I, first? I can, and I can see him And out of arm's so- reach? Okay. Yeah. Up the yeah, stairs. Yes. You know, yes. Take please. a left. Absolutely. Take and I like, I give her as much space as I can. Yeah. Uh, the second you say, okay, she basically just skitters off. <laughs> Not going to throw her off the stairs today. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all um, right. So yeah, Ericene's going to approach and be like, hi, I'm Ericene. Um, I heard that you were like, I mean, like you wrote to me asking like what, um, you know, I, I do think as you get to the top of the stairs, you are gently stopped by someone who looks very security in the way they stand. Oh, I'm like, hi, I'm Ericene. Um, Richard Stanton like asked me to like come talk to him. So I'm here. Cool. This is a big, big orc who kind of, you say that nods, steps aside, like falls into step behind you as you go around to the front of the not throne. You are very quickly noticed. There's not, you know, some big conversation going on that you're interrupting. So Richard Stanton is a dwarf of impeccable taste, except maybe for that throne thing. (laughs) But like really nice clothing Extremely like well kept and well presented, nice braids in the beard, um, some very expensive like jewelry in the beard and otherwise on his person. And has an air that just reminds you of a lot of the a lot of people you knew growing up and still know. Um, especially from the older families you get. It's that same kind of not quite divine right of kings vibe, but like, you know, we're powerful and we deserve to be powerful and that's how things should be and the confidence that comes from that kind of vibe Ericene, i see you got my letter i did uh what's up <laughs> i had a business proposition for you if you're interested well i mean like you i, I need to know what it is of course also narrator I'm not doing a British accent. Stanton has a British accent. 
Okay. <laughs> what this means is left up is left up to the interpretation of the reader. Because uh, I did not get Dear a chance listeners. to practice. Dear listeners, imagine Ian with a British accent. There you go. Perfect. All my accents immediately drift over into Russian and then fail. <laughs> so I'm not even going to try. Oh, uh, is it all right? Then? Is it a vaguely like villainous British accent or it, it's well, it depends on how you feel is about it like scar. It's received pronunciation, Shakespearean performance, British uh, accent. Okay. Very posh. Okay. okay. Very BBC. Okay, so very like. Yeah, very BBC, very British. posh. Quite okay. possibly very. Uh, well, there aren't really a lot of British accents in this world. This is probably derived from the Dwarves There are a ton of British accents. Do setting. not tell a British person that. In the world of Arx Multimus, where there isn't a Britain. <laughs> oh. This is basically the Dwarvish accent. This seems a little... It's very polished, I think is what you would know immediately. And also, most accents around these parts, unless you are particularly old, are... People kind of slip in and out of them, or have them based on neighborhood, but like... You know, so you don't necessarily expect an accent with any given person, just because you've been in a close proximity melting pot with many generations for some species and races at for you know yeah. 500 years yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah 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 but anyway so business proposition you want to know what it is well i've heard that you are acquainted with naran setseg yeah like a little bit it seems like you're very skilled at annoying her and getting in her business Ericene just sort of like she's frowning but it's not how she's actually feeling. She's putting on a frown for this. How is she actually feeling? She's like, well, fuck, another powerful person wants to talk to her about something stupid having to do with the day that she got allegedly blackout drunk and became a cop. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. That sounds like a thing a cop would say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) or a reporter (laughs) yeah well you see I was thinking that this skill could be quite useful I was hoping I could hire you for some discreet interference if that's the kind of thing you think you would be interested in she like sort of squints and like exaggeratedly like puts on a thinking expression for a minute and is like but, like, everything I've done so far has been, like, an accident, though. I don't know if I could, like, do it on purpose. Like, what what were you thinking? Well, the quality of your approach would determine how much you were paid, of course, but if you can get me basic information from her, uh, if you have somehow salvaged some sort of working relationship with her out of this mess, it may not be a mess. As you said, it was mistakes, but... Apparently, you have quite the reputation, at least with some of the patrons of her establishment. Alternately, if you you seem to know where at least one of her main operations is, if you wanted to keep, you know, having cops go there, if you wanted to just show up drunk and throw a fit. However, what I would be very interested in, if you could do it, would be information on or disruption of her Reladron production operation. 
Oh, God, like, are you trying to make Ruladrin too? Like, uh. The whole thing is so messy. Like, why is everyone so into this? It's currently I mean, very popular and worth money. a lot of money. <laughs> it's just the money. Jinx. <laughs> is it just the money? At least for us, yes. Can't necessarily speak to other people. Maybe some people think it's a, think it's a trans- transcendental formula. Or Ugh. they think it's pretty. I only care about the money aspect. I mean, have you had it? Yes, I found it quite enjoyable. Oh, like, what did it remind you of? Like, what did it feel like when you took it? To be frank, we don't know each other that well. Needless to say, it felt good, though. Oh, so it was like a sex thing. (laughs) (laughs) You get this. The equivalent, the expression equivalent of just the most exasperated sigh. Like, I've made a mistake talking to this person. <laughs> it was not. I'll be like... Uh-oh. Okay, okay. Maybe you're more of, like, a basic bitch kind. Because, uh, like, for me, it was, like, having, like, a like a walk on, like, an autumn day. And you have, like, a hot drink. Listen, Erisine, as much as I appreciate your evocative description of your Reladrin experience, there are many things you could do. If you can somehow get me the formula, that would be worth easily 2,000 gold. Okay. If you can stop them from producing it completely, that would be at least that much. Okay. Information would be graded on a case-by-case basis and paid accordingly. Okay. Am I going to, like, get any help with this? Or, like, is it just up to me? I mean, like, I know you have, like, a ton of people, like, that work for you. So, like, why can't one of them do some of this? Because you do not work for me. At least not on a regular basis. And also you have habit of messing with Miss Nara already. To be frank, if anyone asks if you work for me, I'm going to tell them no. But okay, there is not necessarily as strong a direct link between me and you, which is useful both in your ability to get close to Nara's organization and in my ability to let you rot in jail if you get caught. Oh, okay. Well, good to know where I stand with you, I guess. There's a reason it's worth so much money. It is admittedly a high-risk proposition. Yeah, that makes sense. Though you've escaped being thrown into jail twice so far, so... Sorry, Ian. I did, or she did? Uh, Erisine did. Um, she's gonna be like, why would I have gotten arrested for, like, what happened so far. Maybe not long-term, but I'm sure if Nara had really wanted to, she could have made it happen. At least temporarily. Huh. Erisine's gonna frown again and be like, 
You think I could have gotten arrested? I mean, causing a disturbance in a public place. Granted, with an inspector, that makes it a trickier proposition, but also, from what I understand, both the inspector and the peacemaker were very junior, which would have made it easier with her connections to throw them under the bus a little bit. And as far as the other one, maybe not so much trespassing, but I admittedly don't know the details of that one very much. Oh, so like with that one, my friends and I were just like trying to like look around in the tunnels because like my one friend is part of the maintenance crew and like he's just interested in that stuff. And so like we just went together and we wandered through and it turned out that a door that we went through led to the operation. So like, ah. But honestly, like, I wasn't really paying attention to where we were that day. Because I had, like, been out on a date that earlier that day. So, like, that was this whole thing. Just very... Why did... I just, like... It's just, like, a lot, you know? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Sorry. Um, let's see here. <laughs> do, 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 do. What's your level? Okay, yeah. You want me to Ericene. make a roll or something? No, uh, I was having him roll something. Ericene, I believe you to be far shrewder than you are trying to show me right now. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. Because I don't think that that's true at all. But thank you, I guess? Okay, you also get to make a wisdom check now. Wisdom? Yeah. Okay. You're specifically reading his reaction to you rather than, like, a bluff. Oh, I rolled a two. <laughs> uh. I rolled a two, plus wisdom is two, plus level is three, so I got a seven. You can't tell if... He believes me, or whatever. Yeah. Gonna That's say his fair. statement would seem to indicate he doesn't, but also like you can't read his reaction to you well enough to know if he's kind of desperately throwing psychological spaghetti at the wall to try to make you stop being you, or if he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's or if fair. he has, you know, kind of seen through your thing. And this is like general demeanor because you weren't actually bluffing about anything specific there, or at least not the kind of thing I'd I really wasn't. For. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this was just his insight check on you, basically. But yeah, alright. So you say that, and he just goes, well, are you interested or not? Sure, I'll try. Like, do you have, like, a time frame? Like, if I don't do it in a certain amount of time, it, like, doesn't matter anymore or whatever? Two weeks. But okay. if you... Two weeks for initial results. If you're making progress, that's fine. Okay. Something substantial. By the Fantasy I'll, Monday after I'll, next. I'll see what I can do. I'm not going to promise anything, but, you know, like, I do a lot. You know, kind of active all over the place. <laughs> well, best of luck. Oh, thanks. Where'd you get your chair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you feel a firm hand on your shoulder and are guided unless you resist to the stairs. I look up at the orc guy. It was an orc. It was an orc, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm like, do you know where he got the chair? No. Gestures down the stairs. I'm Arisene. What's your name? (laughs) (laughs) Not any of your business. (laughs) Oh. Oh, that's too bad. Have a good day, ma'am. He just mammed you. I'm gonna, like, actually... He just mammed me, but that's fine. Uh, I'm gonna be, like... No, no, I'm not. Sorry. I, I had a terrible idea, and I'm not going to do that. Do uh, it, do it, do it. No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a terrible person, but I'm not that kind of terrible person, so. Um, okay. Okay, so with that information, the first thing that I want to do next time is Ericene's going to go immediately from there to the Velvet Room, so. Okay, Whoa. well... On your way there, and Vons, you're walking back from the market halls to, or back from the rise where you were with Jaspar. I'm specifically running away from something. I don't know what I'm running to. I'm going to say, okay, so you and Jaspar kind of, you know, got in the clear and are resting in an out-of-the-way place just to make sure no particularly angry uh, restaurant staff have decided to uh, come after you. <laughs> peeking around the corner, making sure nobody's following. And uh, you quickly feel a... Actually, what happens is you see first Jasper go, Ugh! as a rat crawls up him, gets on his shoulder, and then jumps down onto your head and gets onto your shoulder. Alright, free rat! <laughs> it's one of the messenger rats. It's got its little backpack. Oh. It squeaks in your ear, and... You, you, in a situation like this, it would probably be polite to like put your hand out so it has somewhere to stand while it gives you stuff. I was gonna say, so like, do do I tip you guys, or, or how does this work here? So uh, first off, you've never seen a messenger, or you've rarely seen messenger rats look exasperated. <laughs> this one's pulling it off. Um, looks tired. They're running everywhere trying to find you. Yes, <laughs> but all right, so. You get delivered a message. Um, tipping the messenger rats is traditional, but also, what do rats use money for? No one's quite sure. But they do happily take money as a tip, along with food, scraps of paper, but, pens. Oh, I'm sure that uh, that Vaughn's has some kind of snack on him. Probably, probably something in his pocket, or maybe remnants of sandwich that got splattered on uh, Jaspar. <laughs> there we go. We'll probably just like pick some sandwich. Off of Jaspar, and then just kind of put that in my palm and hold that up to the rat. See how that goes. Making sure that there's no like glass in it. I was gonna say, kind of eyes it, gives you a bit of a look, and then starts eating it while you uh, it it, it fishes the uh, or it offers you its backpack, tugs a little cord it has to lift up the back flap so you can get the paper out, and then eats while you read. And what you read is that Grixon Wealthy would like you to meet them at Rotten Core in the afternoon, because the thing 
is happening. Well, I don't remember how specific you got in your message. Uh, not too specific because oh, I was a little, I was a little worried about like the message being overheard, overread. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Basically, yeah. Well, this is great. I can I can show them my uh, my sandwich launcher. I need to come up with a good name for this thing. The injector. The sub club. <laughs> that one's good. And uh, Ericene. Okay. You also gain, uh, as you're walking over to the velvet room, kind of just making a beeline, uh, you see, let's see here. <laughs> yeah, you find a rat that kind of yell squeaks at you from a nearby, like, tiny little, like, windowsill or something, loud enough to make you turn, and then it's waving its little I'm front like, paws at oh, you. Oh, hi! What's up? It offers you its backpack, pulls a little thing. Um, you do also notice that it is it has set down next to it, but is carrying in its mouth. Uh, it appears to be an ongoing list of names that, as far as you can tell, are like it started as the Nipper, and then that was crossed out, and so on, <laughs> like Wendaloo, like and, and then like someone wrote. The dumpster. <laughs> Esmeralda, and then someone wrote Photios, and then Photios, like, <laughs> or Photios or whoever wrote on it, like, crossed that out and wrote someone else, and this rat's been bouncing around for a while, but was apparently given a description of you at some point. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you had a hard time finding me today, huh? So yeah, this poor thing's been looking for you all over this neighborhood for a little bit. I'm gonna guess that, like, I just carry, like, a nut bar or something around in my pocket, you know? Just to like have something, yeah. If I get hungry or delayed or whatever, um, so I'll like take that yeah. out and like, um, you know, break off a little piece of a couple little pieces of that and be like, here. I'm so sorry. I I have been a little like, you know, weird, weirdly all over the place today. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you for the future. Yeah, they start eating it, but uh, also while they are pointedly not looking at you, there is a little paw still extended out. <laughs> the equivalent of the bellboy, you know, holding their hand behind their back and going, <clears throat> I'll give them more of the, I'll give them more of the nut bar until they are, they seem satisfied. <laughs> they seem annoyed, but they give up eventually. <laughs> All right. You also get the note from Grix telling you to meet at Ottencore, and you've probably only got about an hour between now and then which is certainly enough time to go to the velvet room just yeah i am gonna go to the velvet room first yeah so you're going to the velvet room grix is going on down to the department of investigations and we will pick those up next week sweet primary attribute was imagined and brought to life by the people you've just heard to learn more about the podcast you can visit our website at primaryattribute.com you can also reach us with Messenger Rats, or if you want to be gauche about it, I guess email at letters at primaryattribute.com. If you want to visit us over on social media, we've got a few of those to pick from. Our Twitter is at primeattribute. We unfortunately lost the A-R-Y in a tragic and ultimately preventable curling accident, but we can't go back, so we're using the E now instead. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod or on Tumblr at primaryattribute.tumblr.com 
where we bring many of the finest memes to your attention. Also, if you'd really like to help us out, you can rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. It lets more people find the show, it makes us feel better about ourselves, and you get to add your content to the internet forever in the form of a review saying, lol, I like this, I guess. Five stars. And really, isn't that what we all want our immortality to look like? Our theme music was done by Aaron, our logo was done by Adam, and editing this week was by me, Ian, the most wonderful person of all. We hope you listen again next time to Primary Attribute. I knew that. She yeah. she wears ugly hats. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, it's a milliner joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll edit that out. Obviously, it landed flat. <laughs> nope. It's staying. <laughs> Maybe it's a stinger. <laughs> Um, it's kind of a perfect stinger, honestly. <laughs> Especially the after conversation. Yeah. Uh, okay, anyway. May have gone through a couple of iterations of this plot hook, too, so. Figure it's one of those things that's best to check. Gotcha. Cool. I remembered correctly. Also, these are my notes for session 22. <laughs> Lockdown took a while. <laughs> but it was so um, fruitful. <laughs> Maybe for yeah, you. you know, I'm going to say, you can't just get green, good dream crushing like that out of your standard plot hook. Whew, really? And how? Whew. <laughs> Whew.